there's a world beyond the one we know, where the powers of darkness fear nothing but one man. Welcome to Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am your professor, Mario Rivera, and joining me is the marvelous doctoral student, Cyclone MC, who has a bachelor's in the MCU, a master's in the multiverse, and is going for their dissertation in Marvel Studies. Hello, Sly. How are you doing? I am very excited for this episode because in our our chat for the show, you said that when you watched it, you are sh- you were shocked about how you felt, and I'm so excited to f- learn more about what you meant by that. <laughs> yes, uh, I alluded a little bit on Twitter how I was feeling uh, about this specific movie, and uh, we're going to get right into it. Of course, uh, we are traveling through the extended Marvel uh, universe of movies that are not the MCU, so we're definitely visiting. Uh, We've done Blade, we've done X-Men, and now we're moving on to 2002's Blade 2, which of course is directed by Guillermo del Toro, which if you don't know, and you should know, uh, did Shape of Water, Crimson Peak, Mimic, uh, Devil's Backbone, Pan's Labyrinth, uh, the two Hellboy movies. He is a powerhouse in terms of directing, uh, Spanish director. And uh, he makes, you know, some of my favorite movies of all time. And I, for a while, this was one of those favorite superhero movies that I absolutely adored until today. So we're going to continue. Oh, boy. We're going to continue <laughs> through. Uh, of course, uh, a little bit history class. Uh, there's something I did want to change uh, or at least add to. And since we're going back and revisiting uh, certain movies, franchises, this is a good opportunity. I want to talk about the fact that there's actually a designation on what earth this takes place. So the MCU, or at least the Marvel comics, have all always exist on Earth 616. That has been the sort of constant in which uh, comic books are delineated because they're you know, even though DC is like the comics company that has like the multiverse, the 52 planets, uh, Marvel does have that too in certain aspects of like Elseworld tales and also the fact that, yeah, the ultimate universe was something, but 616 was their designation. So Blade's universe for the Blade Wesley Sipes universe, it is Earth. Two six three two zero. <laughs> so very original title. I just at least want to at least put that delineation out there. And then once we get to the X Men movies again, we'll 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 give out that title as well. Um, of course, again, this movie is written by David S. Goyer, who uh, is continuing to write movies such as Batman Begins, uh, partially The Dark Knight, and uh, directed Blade Trinity, which we'll talk about in the future. Um, the studio is still New Line Cinema. It stars Wesley Snipes, Ron Perlman, Norman Reedus, Donnie Yen, <laughs> uh, Lenore Varela, and Thomas Kretschmann. Um, what, okay, bef- bef- I got to ask you really quick. Did you expect to have all these people in this movie? No. When the like, <laughs> opening credits started and there's like all of these big names that I'm like, Wait, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> this is the first movie where I found about Norman Reedus, and I, you know, I enjoyed him as a character as this like scuddy person. So when I saw him become, uh, you know, like Daryl, for instance, I was like, oh my god, I haven't seen you since Blade 2. 
<laughs> and now he is Norman Reedus as we know him today, uh, which, of course, I still have his baby behind me. Um, <laughs> of course, you can stream this actually on HBO Max right now. All three Blade films are there. And, of course, if Sly, can you please tell us the plot? All right. It's it's a hefty one. Yeah. They got wordy <laughs> with the uh, sequels. All right. So the plot. A rare mutation has occurred within the vampire community, the Reaper. A vampire so consumed with an insatiable bloodlust that they prey on vampires as well as humans, transforming victims who are unlucky enough to survive into Reapers themselves. Now their quickly expanding population threatens the existence of vampires, and soon there won't be enough humans in the world to satisfy their bloodlust. Blade, Whistler, and an armory expert named Scud are curiously summoned by the Shadow Council. The Council reluctantly admits that they are in a dire situation and they require Blade's assistance. Blade then tenuously enters into an alliance with the Blood Pack, an elite team of vampires trained in all modes of combat to defeat the Reaper threat. Blade's team and the Blood Pack are the only line of defense which can prevent the Reaper population from wiping out the vampire and human populations. That's right. Fantastic (laughs) reading. That was a lot to say and a lot of preamble to get to, um, which, you know, I think is pretty hilarious. Uh, Of course, the only comic characters that I could verify that are comic book accurate was just Blade himself. Everyone else is a made up (laughs) character. Everyone, there's no, there's no Reinhardt. There's no Lighthammer. Like, none of these characters actually exist. Scud is not a priest. The pre, yeah, none, nobody, <laughs> nobody is even the main bad guy is not someone from the comics, um, which wild, which is wild. Um, but yeah, I thought that was uh, pretty funny. The fact that that uh, we continue to go through this Blade series, and yes, Blade and Deacon Frost was the only other major. Guy. I think they just loved the name, and that's what they did. And they just kept it for the character because <laughs> I'm not sure much about that character. Uh, of course. Now we're going to transition over to a sort of open discussion, a Stanley seminar, if you will, where we will openly talk about the film. And of course, Sly, what did you think of Blade 2? It was interesting. Yeah. I I thought it was really cool how they tried to balance, like, you don't really care about the blood pack, right? Like, you're not invested in them at all. And it seems like they're not trying very hard to make you invested in them but yet there's like a couple moments where you're like "Ooh, i feel for them and so i thought that was really interesting i was not expecting to care about them at all and so like in those few glimpses i was a little surprised that i was like oh (laughs) feelings Yeah, I think there's definitely elements of things that I like because I think they're, a lot of them are pretty cool. A lot of them are also not very cool, specifically Priest. Yeah. Uh, um, but when it comes... Poor dude. I, I don't know. He, he was the first to go out. He so was the first to go I, out, I, yes. I kind of felt for him. He, only did, because he was the first to go out. I just, I mean, I just love that. He, I think it was either him or Chupa were like advocating for genocide of their own people inside the... <laughs> 
So I'm just like, let's just kill them all. And I'm like, okay, dude. All right. Um, for Good a guy, for you. G- guy for a guy named Priest. But uh, I think a lot of my attachment, and especially the older attachment, is because I find a lot of recognizable actors within that troupe. The fact that Donnie Yen is in it, and he's as young and the peak of Donnie Yen as you could possibly get, and he gets like one action scene, is a crime. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chupa is a recognizable face for me because I'm a huge uh, fan of the Fast and the Furious, and he's in the first Fast and Furious movie. Uh, and uh, and then Priest is actually someone big, too, which shocked me because um, I've seen him in, in a bunch of things. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Let me pull up the IMDb here and see if I can remember some of his films. But, yeah, I think overall – oh, and obviously Ron Perlman. Let's, 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 let's not overstate that. The fact that Ron Perlman is even in this movie is freaking awesome. But you're absolutely right. Like, they're introduced – they seem like really cool. They're, they're trained not actually for the Reaper threat. They're trained to kill Blade. Yeah. And I don't true. don't know if they're any good at that job because they're not good at fighting Reapers. And I understand that the Reapers... It doesn't seem like they did very well against Blade either. No, not at all. <laughs> like... Ugh. Yeah, like the fact that their introduction is just so... I don't know, in my mind, just like... They got their ass handed to them so hard, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think that's. Uh, I think overall, uh, I do enjoy the team, and they were definitely aspects that I loved originally about the movie. But uh, overall, I think that, and I'm trying to be. I'm gonna start positive, and then I'll go into the negatives. I think the look of the movie is probably my favorite thing about it. The fact that I love that it has a totally opposite color effect of the first movie, which was very blue in a lot of scenes. This one's extremely yellow and like sort of that sickly color. And I think that gives it an identity and that's why I've thought about it for all this time. And uh, also, yeah, go ahead. On the like look of it, yeah. they changed the animation for when the vampires die yep. and it's much more sparky yep. and like explosive. And so I thought at the, at the beginning, I was like, are they going to like explain this with like him having a new weapon or something? Uh-huh. And they totally didn't. They just nope. didn't acknowledge it. Nope. And I respect them for that. They said, we're completely changing this animation and not acknowledging it once good for that yeah not at all just uh totally gonna go ahead and continue with that and i i do love that the other animation you get when you kill a reaper is like the most blinding light <laughs> like it looks like the light the problem that i have with it it looks like the light that they use to kill them later that i'm just like well how are you not instantly like when um ron perlman blows one up and he's not incinerated in any way i'm just like what the hell but uh, right. yeah, so overall, uh, you know, I'm more down on this movie specifically because uh, I've, I'm starting to lose a thread on Blade even as a character in this. Like nothing goes on. The one thing that they keep trying to do is this semi maybe love interest with the leader of the group. Like, yeah, with Nissa. And, yeah. and I'm like, what is going on there? It's not and clear. And I was just like, where's Karen? <laughs> yeah. And like. Did Karen is contributing to any of this and like, like th- what's going on with the serum? Cause that was a big problem. The first one, they don't really address anything like that in this at all. It really is just sort of like, Hey, we're going to go straight to the action scenes and the action scenes this time around. And I remember as a kid, I'm like, Oh my God, this is the coolest thing. Him jumping off the thing and like doing flips and shooting a bullet and slow mo like, Oh my God. I, as a kid, I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever, but watching it now. And I've seen now thousands of, 
not thousands. There's not thousands of superhero <laughs> movies. It feels like it. Thousands of hours, maybe, <laughs> of superhero yeah. content. And just to see certain scenes just be so lackluster in my mind, especially when you're coming from, I would even say the last movie, which actually had decent action all throughout it, including it felt real and realistic. Now, love or hate it, there are some definitely weird CGI fighting moments in this movie that, you know, yeah. I see what they're going for, for trying to like, Make it more supernatural in the way that they fight, but at the end of the day, it's just two CGI people doing wrestling moves. Like there is a clear elbow drop at one point that is just so funny to look at, um, and a suplex, which was awesome. Um, but even so, yeah, I just I felt disappointed in the action. I felt disappointed in where the plot is even going. Some things to me just don't make sense, uh, including you know stuff later down the road and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And I honestly was kind of disappointed with the Whistler stuff. Whistler stuff. I thought that didn't make sense to me. <laughs> like, what was, I was like, yeah. Yeah. So that was, I'll get to my thoughts on that. But um, yeah, I, I agree. Like the action wasn't great. The one thing that stood out to me that I thought they did a really good job with was if you like compare Blade's fighting style from mm. the first one to here, the first one, he was very like bouncy, very acrobatic. I know I talked about that. And in this one, you know, it's like two years later or whatever. And his fighting is just so effortless. Yes. He just kind of stands there and like deflects everything like without breaking a sweat. And I thought that was a really cool like character development moment. I don't know if I think it's cool because we got no character development through the story mm-hmm. or <laughs> if it was actually cool. But <laughs> I thought that was a cool character development moment for him. There is a moment where he like effortly like runs up to you and just stabs him. And I was just like, okay, uh-huh. okay, cool. Uh, I dig it. Okay. Yeah. I was like, all right. He like But like, yeah, the- yeah. Oh. When he kisses at his the whole whister line, yeah, what like I was just I was so confused because like wh- what was the point of that? Like, yeah, I get that you wanted to like give him time like searching for Whistler or whatever, but then he's just like fine, like he was <laughs> yeah. just in the like tube, and then he was just fine, like that was it. I was like that felt so anticlimactic to me. Yeah, I didn't. I, I don't understand. So did they reverse? From my understanding of the universe, and this is all coming from stuff they established in the first one, is you get bitten, you turn into a vampire. It sounded like he was bitten, and he was going to turn. That's why he wanted Blade to shoot him in the first place. He shoots himself, I assume, in the head, and he's still somehow alive. And they said that they like it, kept feeding him or something like that. They said that. He shot himself and then he turned. Yeah. I remember that in the dialogue. And I was like, okay. All right. <laughs> I, I guess. Then they tortured you and then kept you on stasis and now you're not a vampire? Because. Okay. Because, okay. And the reason why he's not a vampire is because later they, t- they test these bombs to like see if they work and it goes off in front of him and scud and he's totally fine so he is not a vampire mm-hmm. so that's why i'm just like what the fuck is even happening and then like them trying to tease that like maybe he's turned in some way and i'm like okay he's not a vampire he's fucking not gonna be a familiar i mean did you hear what he did to his family like what i don't understand what the logic here he's clearly the same person so yeah that whole thing like completely falls apart for me on this watch around which i've seen this movie a bunch of times and i'm just like Mm -hmm. 
totally like put off on it because watching the first one was like, even though you do not get a lot of time with Whistler at all, you do feel the impact of what happens in that final scene of his. And I think that they did a good job of closing that off. And then Blade is now on his own or he finds someone new like Scud, um, which I want to, I want to talk about Scud. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it just to me felt completely flat watching it uh, in 2020, which is a bummer to me. Um, but let's talk about Scud. <laughs> God, man, man, oh, man. My first note is, who's the new kid? <laughs> like, who's this fucker? All right. Did you immediately notice it was Norman Reedus or... It took me a second. <laughs> That's I was awesome. like, who is that? Oh, okay. What kind of name is Scud? All right. And then it was, wait. Yeah. Is that? That's awesome. It is? All right. Yeah. Does not age today. He looks exactly the same. He still looks like he's scuzzy <laughs> as hell. Uh, which, of course, Scud comes from, his name is Joshua Scudmeyer. And so they just call him Scud. So they're like, all right, cool. That's a that's a name. I do. I I I should have gone back and rewatched it. But at the end, when Blade like makes a comment about like like he known uh, since he yeah. had turned, I was like, when did he turn? I like <laughs> I did not pick up uh, that at all. When did that happen? What am I missing here? Yeah, I, I was looking for that too because I I mean I like I said I've seen the movie a bunch of times so I know what happens and so I'm like where is the where is the moment that he like sort of like other than he's constantly like we should watch out for Whistler watch out for Whistler but other than that it's just like okay there's not an indication ever in the movie so for Blade to even like do that and like was Blade's plan not to blow up the guy in the the head or why is it still not a dud like. Does it have a delayed reaction? Like, what is going on? Like, did not understand why that was happening. And that's why it just sucks because, you know, I actually, when I was a kid, was like, oh, Scud blowing up. Oh, okay. hell yeah, that's, that's, that's hilarious. But me, as, as an adult, I'm like, I like Norman Reedus. Don't kill him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for instance, yeah, it, just, it was just so bizarre. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's uh, to me, I, 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 love, I love what Norman Reedus is doing. He just does that thing. And, his only other role at this point that I am aware of was um, Boondock, Saint, Boondock Saints, which uh, co-host uh, The Point in Progress uh, is uh, Frank's one of his favorite movies. And uh, he's really good in it for, for you know what it is. And, you know, he's always played that sort of like normalistic person character. And to have him in this movie is fun. And his react, his, you know, back and forth with Whistler was great. And I love the line that Whistler has when Scud blows up. He's just like, I was just starting to like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> they finally, like, crossed over. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I, I, yeah. I love. That was great. That, that was good. And then, yeah, he's a backstabber. Um which I'm like, so wait, you let vampires rip you up, and then Blade saved you, and somehow you were, you had surgery, and then you became friends. And again, that whole backstory just, I don't know. And then when were you Who turned? Knows? Yeah, when, when when were you turned? Uh, yeah, it doesn't, it does not make sense, and that's why I, it's just like every little string is just fucking like unraveling this movie. Um, so yeah, at a certain point, you know, when he blows up, it's fun. Um, let's see. Uh, so how about the villain? What do you think of Nomak? Jared Nomak. I thought that was like 
the one interesting storyline <laughs> in this film. Uh, especially, like, like, you know, like, generic, like, you have to unite for a common enemy, blah, 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 blah. But then the interactions with him and Nyssa were when I was like, ooh, this is interesting. Yeah. I wish they gave us more of that. Because I thought that was really compelling. Yeah. And just like, um, I, yeah, that, no, I, 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 I agree. actually enjoyed that part. I agree. And I think his introduction seems great because he's sort of in that moment, he actually looks like a human um, when you first see him and you see him interrupting. I love this like, hey, they'll take blood in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that dude was great yeah. i love that dude i have no idea who he was but he was a highlight 100 <laughs> percent um and then you get the sickly guy you know gets put into this uh this weird just look it, look, yeah, it looks awful i don't know why he would be there for a blood transfusion um but it looks like they were taking desperate people and that's how they were getting their stuff and i'm very curious what they saw in his blood that wasn't the reaper strain <laughs> Because they're like, oh, there's something in your blood that we love, and we're gonna take you over. Um, but either way, the scene of him revealing himself and just totally munch on vampire, like the idea that there is a bigger creature than the vampire taking out vampires, I do find very interesting. And then turning him into, and again, it gets into the the thing where they don't fully explain things, but they do explain other things. Like, so are and so are the Reaper vampires the one that he's making? Are they mindless zombies, or do they have their own agency? Because there's some that wear clothes and some that don't. <laughs> and some that are just like, ooh, like doing this. And there's other dudes like wearing like full on hoodies. So yeah. there's things where I'm like, what is, Who yeah, what is, knows? what is the hive, <laughs> what is the hierarchy of this? Does he feel bad when they all explode? Um, the other scene that I noticed was, um, there, uh, he, he's running into the, at the very end, he's running in and killing all the vampires. Is he not turning them into reapers that he murders? He murders like a whole group of them. At a certain point. Uh, yeah. Well, if you refer back to the plot I read, uh, it, if they survived, they uh, turned. Interesting. So it seems like it's easier for him to kill them than to turn them. Okay. Got it. Uh, but I didn't get that until I was actively reading the plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. If, if they're all bitten by him, cause he, he does say when he bites his father, he at least he like, he's like, I, you know, I don't even, I forget what the line was, but it was just like, I will not subject you to this. You know, you will die, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Maybe he didn't use the tentacles in his mouth <laughs> to chew off his chest, whatever. But, uh, you know, whatever they describe it. I do love the design of the creatures. The fact that the way that they open up is the mandible jaw thing. I think that looks really cool. Um, the fact that they're harder, um, you know, all the major things don't kill them except for sunlight. And that is their one defect, which is or that like one, like angle, the one. The ang <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> because their chest cavity was like, you know, fucking strong. Um, that, that is also really funny. And, uh, by the way, uh, RAP, uh, the sword. I love that sword. I fact, I hate that it broke, <laughs> but it was of course used yeah. to take him out at the end. But, uh, yeah, and yeah. I don't know. That moment where, where he gets stabbed and then he's like, it hurts no more. And then just kills him. Himself, I was like, oh, my heart. I, he is my favorite character of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like him more than Blade, which is fucked up. Um, I 
I think my favorite character is for sure Nyssa. And is oh, that she's because so good she's too. super hot? Yes. Probably. What, 80% of it's because she's super hot. She almost has no lines, which sucks. <laughs> but she just has a presence to her, and she just has that look. And I'm like, yeah, I can see her and Blade mixing it up, even though she's his enemy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I thought, I thought that was funny. And I, I don't recognize her from any other movie other than this. This is the only movie that I believe I've, I've seen her in. And, uh, yeah, she definitely leaves a, a mark in my mind. Cause I, I constantly think about Nissa as probably if we're going to, you know, rank the love interest in the, these silly ass movies, she's probably <laughs> the best out of any of them. So definitely shout out to, to her. I'm looking, I'm trying to look I, at other I, movies. I yeah, love nothing. Karen. I love her so much, but she deserves so much better. 1000% deserves so much better, <laughs> especially since we see her last boyfriend and he was a dork. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, of course, Whistler is back. I'm glad we got more Whistler, uh, you know. I do find that the dialogue, especially when people make comments about him, my major problem is the dialogue in a lot of this movie. Even from Blade, there's one point where Scud's like, they're told, telling Scud to open something up and Blade says something to him. And I'm like, all right, maybe when I was a kid, I was like, huh, that's hilarious. But as an adult, I'm like, that's, that's just rude. It's just mean. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I'm just like, a lot of this just does not carry on the way that I thought. And I... I there's a line that Ron Perlman gives and I don't understand the joke. And I'm like, is it a racist joke? Like I couldn't tell. It's the joke where he, uh, he's like, Hey, uh, the blood pack wants to know, do you blush? And I don't understand that joke. Yeah. I thought that was racist. <laughs> I'm like, is this a racist joke? Like, I don't understand it. Like you're a multicultural group. What the That's fuck are you talking the vibe about? I got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have an Irish, <laughs> yeah. You have an Irishman, like a Japanese. Per- like, what are you doing? Like, what's yeah, all right? Know. Like, I don't get that joke at all, and it just falls completely flat to me. So that that is a bummer. But uh, I will say oh. the one thing that uh, like really intrigued me about this movie is it was the first time I really thought about the fact that the vampires were speaking a different language. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because it's like, like it's set in like Trek, yes, the Trek Republic, right? Uh, um, and so when they were talking, I was like, hmm, like this sounds Slavic, like it sounds like I don't know Trek, but I know a little Russian, yeah. So like it sounds kind of Slavic, and then I was like, wait, is this the vampire language? Like, what is the vampire language? Mm-hmm. Apparently, the vampire language is a mix of trek russian and german oh interesting <laughs> so the only word i recognized right. was the only word i recognized was da da and i was like dad okay i recognize that <laughs> like is that russian <laughs> like um yeah that's interesting and it's funny you bring that da up in russian is yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you brought up the language because this was a, a thing i forgot to bring up in our uh other blade episode because seemingly everyone knows that and again i don't know how old most of the vampires are in the movie it does sound like some of them are turnt vampires like deacon frost is not an original vampire i don't know how old he is he's clearly older uh since the 70s because he made uh, he, he made uh blade as a baby um but yeah they all seem to know this language <laughs> so they, they all come from the, like the, that area and then came to america like how does it work and 
again, this is part of the general lore that you just get glimpse of. And, you know, I mean, at least in this movie, they acknowledge that even Blade doesn't know everything. And even Blade's like, hey, we get the, get some inside knowledge of their world. And that's why the whole point of them going into that base, which was a dope-ass building, by the way. I hope it's a real building. Oh, yeah. All of the, like, architecture, all of the structures were so cool, especially yeah. in, like, Prague. Like, I love that that building style. Yeah, for sure. So that's what I thought was actually interesting. And uh, one area I do want to talk about, of course, is a big set piece of the movie is the House of Pain, which <laughs> was <laughs> awesome because give me more raves, you know? <laughs> Honestly, the the rave scenes have been my highlights of the Blade movie so far. Like, they're just so good. Yeah, they're so good. I love seeing, like what people think of EDM dancing is at that time. Because if you look in the crowd, there's a there's always one girl in the crowd that like when they peel back, and I'm gonna show footage of this in the video, but you peel back and then basically she's just like just doing this. And I notice it every time. So high. Yeah, just everyone's so um, high out of their minds. On that note, yeah. Well there was uh, there was one scene of somebody who's like doing coke, but it was like, was it like? Oh my blood god! Laced yes, it was. It was. Coke? First of all, not only that, there was blood laced coke, but there was blood jello. <laughs> I did not see the blood jello. Uh, the o- the older vampire, uh, Demetrios, is eating jello, and he's eating. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly blood jello. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just so, I love their like, okay, what is the alternative blood uses that we can do? And one of them is blood Coke, and blood jello. So I'm coming good. back. This movie's good. <laughs> it's I brought me, you back around. It's running me back. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> Uh, is there anything that we could compare this to the MCU? I mean, obviously, right now, still, the Blade does not exist in the MCU. However, apparently, there was a leak on uh, MCU India or something where they released the release date. So we're getting it supposedly next year. I don't believe it, but. Wild. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, all right. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> we'll see, but I doubt it. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, uh, in terms of like, in terms of like a comparison to right now, like. In terms of. I don't know. This is going to sound bad because I know you like I this movie. In, oh, ter- yeah. in terms of like, in terms of like set pieces, it felt very set like and f- framing to me in terms of Thor one, where it clearly is just sort of I like, <laughs> it's just like, okay, we have this piece, we have this piece and this piece and that's the movie. And I feel like Thor has that too, where it's very much like, here's the throne room. Here is uh Middletown, Mexico, New Mexico, Here's the shield base, and then we're back at the throne. I don't know. It just felt very like here, here, here. And that's very much this movie. It's like we're going here, then we're going here, then we're going here, and then we're done. And that's how I felt about it. But other than that, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I When I first watched Thor, one of the things I remember is I finished watching Thor, and I was like, wow, I love that movie. That was a great movie. And then like 24 hours later, I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I actually liked that movie at all. And I was talking to you and Mm. you said Thor 1 is very much a play. It is. It has two sets Mm -hmm. and it just goes back and forth between. And I went, 
oh my god, it's written like a play. Yeah. I love it. And so now Thor one's one like one of my Well it's yeah, that's directed by Kenneth Rana, who's famously like a Hamlet like actor and stuff like that. So it makes total sense. And honestly, yeah, like, Thor is a better movie than this. I'm sorry. Thor is a better movie absolutely. than Blade 2. Yeah. It hurts me to say I, that. <laughs> it hurts. I get what you're saying, where like it feels very much like the same like set. Mm-hmm. Like design where there's like three or four sets and that's just all you get. Yeah. But I think it's not written like a play. And that's sure. where my disconnect is. I agree. It doesn't I agree. Yeah. It doesn't have that structure that makes it feel like a play to me. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I get what you're saying. Like it you're given like four locations and then that's all you see. And yeah. It, it's like <laughs> the workshop, the blood bank, and the, the rave and the sewers so that's it that's yeah all you see. that's all you see at least what i don't know for some reason it just felt blade and you could kind of maybe say that about blade one but there it just didn't operate like that like i felt like there was a world that they exist in and this one i don't feel like they exist in a world they exist on sets and that's what you, i think my you problem saw is a lot more streets yes you see society one. you see you see you, you see, see society you see life you know and this is just okay we're going this this and this and then we're done like Humans are almost a non-factor in this unless they're a victim like at the rave. Like I just see one woman just being eaten and no nothing's being done about it. Um and that's it, you know? It's just like Yeah, I mean it's that's why it's so interesting watching this movie with a totally different lens and just seeing things that I just don't appreciate about it, which back then I totally totally did. So um I don't know. Uh I'm going to hold off this question until the end of the episode because I think that will be worth asking then. But uh, did you have any other notes? Because I know that you take notes sometimes when you watch these movies. I, I do. I do not have as many notes for this episode. Yeah, I figured. Um, <laughs> I, I just appreciate that one of them was, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, um, I have R.I.P. at least uh, three times. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. I'll say uh, I didn't. So growing up, I loved majority of the fight scenes. This time around, I didn't like the beginning uh, as much. There was some cool stuff in there, but to me, it just wasn't working for some reason. And uh, even the stuff at the House of Pain did really work for me. The only action scene that really worked for me was when Blade... Uh, comes up out of the f- of the uh, the blood and just goes to town on everybody and just murders everyone. Like that was like okay, you're reminding me of Blade One, and this is where I like like about that. And the music choice is perfect, which we'll get into later. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, that's pretty much sums up this seminar. Uh, we're gonna move on to drama class now. This week, honestly. I didn't want to write any majority of the lines in this movie because I don't want to repeat them anymore. Uh, they're just not that memorable. However, there are certain things that I think are pretty funny, and I did want to at least talk about this one. If do you want I to just do the, add one as well? Perfect, thank you. Did you want to do this <laughs> first one, or would you want me to do this one? Oh no, you take this one. Okay, and I would try to do my best, Ron Perlman. All right. <laughs> well, like my daddy said, right before he killed my mom. You want anything done right? You got to do it yourself. And uh, <laughs> that was great. I'm really. Oh, so good. <laughs> that was great. R- Ron Perlman. I love Ron Perlman. We didn't talk a lot about Ron Perlman, but he's great in this. 
just because he's Ron Perlman and he's fucking awesome. And I love his guns. His guns were cool. And uh, yeah, no, I love you, Ron Perlman. Okay, we're going to do this. Uh, do you want to be Scud or you want to be Blade? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll do Scud and Whistler. Okay, okay. <laughs> go, go ahead. <clears throat> so, B-Man, what do you think? Sounds like a plan. What do you really think? They're going to fuck us over the first chance they get. <laughs> <laughs> I love that interaction. That's so funny. <laughs> they are. It's true. It's 100%. You got it. Yeah, you he nailed it. He knew exactly what was going to happen, <laughs> and they certainly did it. Uh, this is a great line. This is actually uh, from Jared. Would you like to take this one? Uh, I want the next one. So okay. I want you okay. To take this one. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try and do with a like a good like growling. Yeah. yeah. So good. Blade is the enemy of my enemy, my friend, or my enemy. The way he says it, <laughs> I remember it. Like I remember it. Yeah, that was one of the ones that I was like, I uh, I had to write down. Yeah, uh, that was just so good. Yeah. It's a good addition to that quote, which I love. This is a great one too. I love this quote too. This this is the one that like, oh my heart. One of the best when, en- endings of any superhero is this, and it's superficial reasons, but I love it. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful, and it's Nissa at the end when she's like, "I want to die a vampire," and she goes, "I want to see the sun." Oh, oh, oh so good. My heart. <laughs> So good, you beautiful, beautiful person, you. Um, and of course, She's so hot, so hot. It's ridiculous, <laughs> so ridiculous. Has like ten lines, but so hot. Uh, <laughs> even when Jared has her, she says nothing. Um, okay, this one I love because this is uh, <laughs> he's surrounded by reapers, and he just has this tone. <laughs> He's like, you obviously do not know who you are fucking with. (laughs) And it's so good. (laughs) Uh, And those are the best lines of the movie. Don't nobody else repeat. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's all you need. That's That's the movie right there. There you go. You don't need any of the other terrible things that people say in this movie. Uh, And that concludes drama class. Moving on, of course, we're going to go into Music Room, where uh, superhero movies in this era are remembered for their original soundtrack. Does the movie hold up in this movie, or are any songs that are soul bangers today? And this movie yeah. had some bangers. Yes, it actually does. And uh, I'm very happy because I did not remember a majority of these. I remember them like subconsciously in my mind, but I didn't know who sang them. I just knew that they existed. And uh, to me, we're not at peak, like, Hey, this is the song and mo- like I think of this song and I think of this movie, but this is still like really great music. And the first one that I want to point out is um, when the Blood Pack and Blades team are going into the House of Pain. This song kicks in and it's so fire, and it has most deaf just at like full blown capacity. Just ah, uh, I I oh surprise to you, surprise to you. I created a Spotify playlist <laughs> that will Ooh, that will collect. Oh yeah! <laughs> every time we do a new episode, it's going to add songs to it, and it's going to have all these bangers. So I have up to date so far. 
uh, of all the movies that we did. So this, of course, will be featured on there. If you do want to hear the song, I heavily uh, suggest checking out maybe the show notes of this episode where I will list the Spotify playlist called MC University. So definitely check that out. But yeah, this song is uh, it just has that beat and it has most stuff just straight killing it. Um, what were some of the other like scenes that you thought like had some great music? Obviously, the House of Pain has a bunch of good stuff, too. Yeah, all of the music in that I was just so like enamored with. Like mm-hmm. as soon as they entered and most stuff starts playing, and I'm just like, wow, like we're in it. I'm feeling it. Yeah, and just like it carried that energy through the film. I thought all of the songs were bangers. Like, yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. And then, of course, uh, the, the song, and I sort of mentioned it earlier with the cuts, the scene where Blade falls into the uh, blood pit, which, by the way, he comes out of the blood pit and it's like Kool-Aid <laughs> spilling off. It's not, it's not viscous <laughs> yeah. blood. It's just Kool-Aid. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, All right. But then the Crystal Method's name of the game plays and it's like, oh, oh, my God. Um, it's just so good when he just starts whooping ass and then that song kicks in. So. Definitely, definitely think that that is still a banger um, and great for an action scene. So I'm glad it's included in this movie. But I think that pretty much ends Music Room. We're going to move on to my growing to be one of my favorite segments because coming up with these questions is pretty hilarious. And I'm very, very. I'm looking excited. at these questions and I'm very scared. I, <laughs> the internet's going to hate me for this. Oh, uh, not, not at all. Not of all. Not of all. Not of all. <laughs> But this is a lot of it is because I want to trick you, and I think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> so quiz time. We're gonna go ahead and ask her some questions. They're a mixture of some, you know, some you'll see on a SAT quest. Uh, <laughs> so the actor who played uh, Demos, who was the, of course, the like OG vampire, like Nosferatu looking one, uh, has appeared as a character. In the MCU before, the actor, of course, uh, which character did he play? And I'll give you a hint. He has maybe an equivalent of two minutes of screen time. I mean, and he's in a post credits. He's in a post credit scene. Is he? Um, oh, gosh, I don't remember what they're called, but the it's the like three dudes that everybody thought w- was the timekeepers when Loki started happening. No. No, no, not no, one no, of those. No, no, no. Damn. I believe I believe the scene is uh at the end of Winter Soldier. Oh gosh, I've only seen that movie once uh because it's I know it's a lot of people's like favorite like I know. comfort movie, but it's just it's too much trauma for me. <laughs> I can't do it. So I've only seen it once. Oh, uh, um, poor Bucky. Okay, <laughs> let me know when you want to pass, and then we'll go for it. But I'm, I'm passing. Okay. <sighs> so he has appeared uh, as another character. Obviously, in this movie, he's in full makeup, so you can't really recognize him. But he is Strucker, Baron von Strucker, in the MCU. Uh, Same actor. So I looked him up. I was like, hold on. Let me see who this guy is. I want to know who was behind the mask. And I looked at his credits. I'm like, Age of Ultron. I'm like, oh, he's Strucker. Okay. So, yes, he, of course, is uh, the reason why the twins are who they are. Um, So, yes. Fuck that dude. Fuck that dude. He only had two minutes of screen time. So don't you worry. (laughs) I think he had more screen time on Agents of (laughs) S.H.I.E.L.D. I think he was on there for a bit. 
Yeah, I think so. Yes. Um, I remember Strucker. I don't remember him from Winter Soldier. I don't think <laughs> it's because so. it's because of the it's in the post credits. That's when you see um, if he, you see Scarlet Witch and the twins. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and Agent Ultron. He has one scene where he abandons ship and just gets beat up. Um, but yes, okay. So the next question: A Spider-Man villain was considered to be the main bad guy for this movie. True or false? Bonus question: Who was it? Now I'll tell you what. The reason why he was not is because Spider-Man is a Sony character and New Line Cinema doesn't have the rights. So that's why. But who do you think would be a prominent villain in a Blade movie that was a Spider-Man villain? I don't know. Based on the, like, jot anatomy tentacles it was giving me venom vibes but i don't know if that's what they were going for at all let me know if when you give up well was it true or false is it true is it true or false that's a good i i can definitely see that being true for sure okay so it does count as that you get a point if that's correct so yes it is in fact true they were considering that bonus you said venom so don't worry about that point they were considering on putting mobius who is a vampire <laughs> as the villain of this movie, which would make more sense than a totally random character. But still, yes. So Mobius at one point was considered to be the villain in Blade 2. I forgot that Mobius was a villain. Listen, we all, a vampire we all did. And did you know there's a trailer for a movie that's supposed to come out next year? Uh, yeah, that's the thing that exists. So, <laughs> which, uh, when it does wow. come out, it is on our uh, list to watch. So, definitely look out for Mobius when we f- get over there in like 40 weeks. <laughs> um, I, we got to talk about that because I definitely want to do uh, MCU episodes that maybe your movie's coming out to like Eternals. Like, we have a, a special after school credit or just to talk about the yeah, movie. Yeah, we can do an extra credits or whatever. Yeah. Because. Uh, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. Oh my Eternals. god. Me too. Every every clip I'm like, yeah, this is getting cooler and cooler. I cannot wait. Every time every time there's an Eternals trailer, I am scouring the trailer for Lauren Ridoff. Yeah. We've seen her in three scenes so far. <laughs> um, two are in the the trailer that played before Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. And then one in the newer one. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm just looking for Lauren Ridoff. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, two more questions, and then we're moving on. But this is a good question. Which famous pop star wanted a cameo during the House of Pain sequence of the film? A, Justin Timberlake. B, Usher. C, Michael Jackson. Or D, Prince. I, again, I have no idea. You don't have to. This is the best part. just going with my gut. Okay. And... I, I feel like Usher would <laughs> I would have loved to have seen Usher in this movie. That would have been great. Uh, sadly, no. It is not Usher. It is not Justin Timberlake. It is not Prince. Michael Jackson wanted to be in this movie so badly. And they turned him down. They turned him down. America's living vampire. <laughs> they turned him down. <laughs> I oh wow yeah. I I completely immediately dismissed him as a possibility. <laughs> I was like, if Michael Jackson wants to be in your movie, you let him in. 
Uh, 100%. This is why he's in uh, Men in Black 2 as an alien. <laughs> uh, which is hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was going to potentially be in Blade 2. And they were like, yeah, let's not do that. Let's just, let's just not. <laughs> Two, two on the nose. Two on the nose. Nose falls off. Uh, okay. Moving on. That was a terrible joke. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the question that keeps coming back, and I'm very curious. Did you see, does Stan Lee have a cameo in this movie? I was looking, and I did not see him. So I'm going with no. He was not in it, because I tried so hard to find him. <laughs> Now, like, where would he fit in this movie? Uh, in the rave. <laughs> he's just one of the reapers in the background. Uh, they've never put, like, prosthetics on him. That's sad. Uh, no, he is not in this movie. He, uh, for some reason, continue his, his, his blade streak of not being in any blade films. So, yes, he is not in this film. So you got a score of, let's see, we got one, two points. Two points out of four. Not bad. It's a good, you know, it's a passing grade for some people. Technically five. Technically five. <laughs> it was a bonus. Um, yeah. Okay. And then that concludes quiz time. So we're going to go to homeroom. You know, we're going to go. We're ready to close up shop. Uh, we're going to give our final thoughts on the movie. And I think the question that I hold off on saying up the top, of course, was, does this movie hold up? Is it still worth watching? What are your thoughts as somebody who watched it for the first time? I would say maybe if you if you want to be like me and see every Marvel thing that has ever existed, yeah, sure, watch it. Would I recommend it? Eh, probably not. I I I would definitely recommend Blade One. I could I feel like I can say that strongly now. I don't think I would recommend Blade Two. Yeah, I used to say Blade 2 is the best in the series, and Blade 1 is following that up, and then Blade 3 is the distant third, but after re-experiencing this movie and sort of seeing more faults than things that I loved about it, especially things that I used to love about it as you know a child, I just think that a lot of it is like bravado for bravado's sake without any actual pathos or, 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 payment, or payment for it. Much that I got in the first movie, which I thought was actually super solid. Um, you know, and this is, this pains me, pains me because I love Guillermo del Toro. I've met him and I had a conversation with him. And this is one of the movies that I, I think I even said that I loved to his face. And I can't say that now. I just honestly watching his town, like now, it's definitely lost a lot of its luster for me. And I think it's just, you know, time is not elegant to most things. And so for this, I mean, honestly, if I had to say it, I honestly think you could skip the movie for the most part. It has some interesting things in it in terms of who is in it. But I think that's as far as it really extends. Like, I can't fully recommend any major thing. Maybe if you want to see it as an artifact on, you know, like movie clips on YouTube, sure, check things out. But I don't I couldn't recommend watching because it's a two hour movie. I, I, you know, almost two hours. I just couldn't tell you to spend your time that way in the way that i did i had a good time watching it don't get me wrong you know i was remembering it and mm -hmm. but at the same time looking yeah. at it more critically i just don't think i can recommend it this time i'm i'm glad i watched it like i i'm glad that i we have this show that forces me to watch the things that i would never watch of my own volition um and so i'm happy that we're doing this happy that i got to experience it and now 
you know, know more about Blade and his appearances in films. And I'm glad I watched it, but I don't think I would recommend anybody else to watch it. I would say look up the cliff notes, look at all the pictures of Nissa being hot. Like that's that's all you need to take from this movie. <laughs> I think we are in absolute agreement on this film. I I I correct myself. Watch the opening scene in the blood bank. I thought that was really great. <laughs> yeah, it was like that was the world building that I was missing. Like that was the stuff that I was like, "This is good." I needed more of that throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I needed more shady clubs with Asian men wearing glasses in the in the dark. <laughs> you know, <I> mean, <laughs> with scantily clad women on a boxing <laughs> ring. <laughs> Just more of that. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, I think we can put uh, Blade 2 to rest, and I think we can go home for the day. So if you can, uh, Sly, tell where everybody can people find you on the internet. You can find me on the internet at MC. And if you want to hear more about me talking about Marvel-related things, That's right. you can check out Dark Radio on twitch and youtube and it will also be on tiktok uh you can check out mine or producer liz's tiktoks and uh i will be co-hosting the hawkeye after party in november so i'm so excited for that and i really hope all of you lovely folks join me over there and fantastic i can't wait for that to start and yeah i'm excited for hawkeye Yes, you can, of course, find me here at Point in Progress, where both of us are part of the main podcast, Point in Progress. Go live every Friday, and episodes come out uh, as a two-parter, essentially, on Mondays and Tuesdays, and are available on all audio podcasts as well, including this show. So please, um, if you can, leave likes and subscribes on our YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, please leave us a review uh, once we post this as an audio form. We really think that helps and really helps the show grow and for other people to discover us, and we're really looking for the support. And if you can, thank you so much. But uh, yeah, find me at Night Mute City on Twitter and... Uh, that pretty much wraps it up, so I guess uh, class is now dismissed. We represent the ruling body of the Vampire Nation. They're offering you a truce. They want to meet with you. 